You're listening to Earthbound Podcast. Conversations in magic, mystery, and the everyday. My name's Emma, and you're listening to Earthbound Podcast. Here we get to talk about all the cool and weird stuff that we get to experience whilst we're living on Earth as human beings. Do you want to grab a cup of tea and join me? Then we'll get right to it. Yeah, I wrote like loads of notes like in the middle of the night the other day and then I came to read them in the morning. I was like, what does this even mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's the classic when you think like, I I need to write this down. Yeah. the best thing I've ever thought of. And then the next day you're like, what was I going on about? I was just thinking about, so I've got a note, um, like my notebook, and I started it probably in November last year. Yeah. So, like, before lockdown, when I didn't really know what I was doing, kind of after uni and stuff like that, and then, like, it goes through that time, and then it goes through lockdown, and now it's, like, nearly ending. Oh. wow, this is such an interesting document. My friend Matt was just, like, looking at me like, Oh no, it is an interesting you know, document. Shut up, Matt. Just, I know, yeah. I was just like, classic artist getting really emotional about oh. my, my journal. And there's like a bit that's like kind of fraying. And I was like, it, even the journal itself. Oh. Like a time piece. <laughs> no, it is, though, isn't it? Because like, um, I saw at the start of. Um, lockdown there was this like person on twitter being like um as like a historian it's always really important that all these stuff like like historical events that especially stuff like that's never happened before gets written yeah. down because like historians rely on written notes to like in the future and i'm like yeah. i've started dating all of my like notebook entries because i'm like if people are looking through this in the future <laughs> i even started writing a time on my but wow. i have like a notebook where i write notes generally and yeah then a separate journal which is probably more like, emotional mm-hmm. and um, for that I wrote like Friday the 21st of August 1 32 oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no it's good though to get that kind of perspective though because sometimes stuff you write in the middle of the night is like different than the stuff you write in the daytime so I think that's really interesting I've been writing my dreams down as well because of like people have been saying their dreams have got really intense over lockdown but mine are just like continuously always weird and intense like the whole time same. <laughs> Mine are, oh, the thing is, is I don't even want to remember my dreams sometimes because they're yeah. just too weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just want to wake up and like go back to normal, please. Oh, and sometimes like you do stuff during the day and you're like, oh, I dreamt about that last night, or like it'll just like remind you of something that you dreamt about. Yeah, like I've read something the other day that like my that like sometimes in dreams there can be symbols that can like might not make any sense at the time that can appear over time. And um, I just sort of was like, oh, what if I, like, remember something in the future? And I'm like, oh, what was that dream that I had that was about that like, ages ago? And I was like, I should probably first start writing these down because it's just so weird that, like, yeah. there's definitely a weird connection probably along them. And, like, if I forget them, then I'm never going to find it out. But whether that is actually the truth or not. I think dreams are, like, one of those things that we'll never quite understand. No, I don't. Like, I think so. I just always find it weird who the people that come into my dream... I'm like, why are you there? Like, what? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> like, why are you coming into my dream? <laughs> or like people that you've like 
yeah like people that you don't like don't either sort of haven't seen for ages or like people that you haven't sort of like spoken to properly or like people that just like ran like the other day I went to Zagreb on a ferry with my parents in my dream but like that was the that was the whole dream was just going on the ferry and I like, we got there and then I just kind of like the dream kind of ended I was like I actually wanted to go on holiday like and the whole dream was just about going there yeah, not even having the holiday <laughs> yeah yeah and then like me and my dad were looking at this map that was like on a billboard and it kept changing and it was just the scale on the map was too big for us to find a, a hotel so we were really like just lost and that that was the dream and I was like oh, I just wanted to go on holiday <laughs> and some of them are really weird they're like oh, that was a and then also in the same dream, I ended up making gravy with my sister and my auntie in our old house. And like, I got like I got really annoyed because they'd put like these gravy granules in that had gluten in that I couldn't eat. And I was like, oh, I haven't taken like my flavour out yet. I really wanted to use that. <laughs> and it was so weird. <laughs> I always used to have this dream that like I could never run anywhere quick enough. Yeah. Like like I'd be going through like imaginary slime or something like I just couldn't run and then oh. when I was actually running recently I was like I feel like I'm having a dream oh my I gosh that's so weird like I've always had like dreams that like I'm trying to escape from somewhere and like I can fly and then one second I can't fly and and then it's like they're gonna catch me and I'm like oh my god that's really yeah. stressful um I think dreams like that mean something don't they? yeah yeah and like sometimes I have like dreams about like really specific things like the other day I had a dream about um this librarian gave me a um a code for a book and like I, I contacted the uni library to see if they would like have anything that like I could find out what the book was because I was like oh, I wish I knew what the book was because I woke up before I, I did and like I could barely remember the numbers like I wrote it down like four different times because it was different every time I wrote it down and then um, they were just like no we, we don't, that's not our code and I was like oh that's so disappointing I wish they'd like just like ha like tried to find something or something I was just I just wish that they tried a bit harder <laughs> I've been sleeping with my phone downstairs like since the start of the lockdown oh, that's good. yeah and I think it's really helped because like um I had a breakup sort of like right before the lockdown and then we kind of like didn't we didn't break up till like a couple of months ago and like I th it was quite nice to get some space by just like leaving my phone downstairs like I've created like like a, f a time that I can have my phone so like I don't go on my phone before nine o'clock in the morning um which has been really nice and like I read whilst I have my breakfast and like That's I've good. read loads of books uh, recently which has been really nice uh, <laughs> I know I've, um, I've also been for a breakup like during lockdown yeah I think there's a kind of recurring theme yeah I think there um, is and yeah, I haven't got rid of my phone, but this week I've signed out of, like, all my social media Oh, accounts. nice, nice. But, and, like, even just this week, I, I'm reading more. Mm -hmm. And, like, because I found I was waking up and going straight on Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, especially because of lockdown, I just end up glued to my phone. Yeah. And now we're not kind of in lockdown as much or, like, who knows what's going on right now. <laughs> who knows? Um, but I just can feel myself, like, being sucked in. Yeah, I know what you mean. To, like social media and I don't know I think because like what you messaged me about this podcast and I was like I actually want to get on with things now like, yeah I don't want to just yeah. sit on the phone so um yeah but this morning I noticed like oh I'm still the first thing I do when I wake up is reach for my phone mm. so 
I might try what you did and like either leave my phone on the other side of the room or just yeah. leave it in another room because you don't need it when no you don't do you like sometimes yeah. it's really tempting to go on your phone in the night and like or like right like you say right where you wake up and like I find that I get like sucked into like stressful news articles and stuff yeah. if I and like then I just kind of like lose so much time in the morning um but it's really been like because I kind of I kind of come off social media in, in like February so like I had kind of like a bit of a yeah, weird yeah and um and so it's been really like it's been really nice because I've had like so much extra brain space and like things have really slowed down as well like like I feel like social media sometimes has like a huge urgency and like obviously with like some things like Black Lives Matter it's been like really important that like stuff has been shared and stuff and it's been quite nice to be able to see it from like an an outside perspective in that way like like and also at the start of lockdown when everyone was like stressed about toilet paper and and stuff like that like I felt like there was like this collective panic that I wasn't a part of and it was quite Mm. nice in a way um to sort of like just actually take a step back from all of that and it was quite nice and obviously like a very privileged position like regarding Black Lives Matter and stuff and like I've been trying to work out what it is that I can do in my practical everyday life like my physical life to sort of uh yeah definitely because I think it definitely is a lot more than what you post on social media yeah I think so I think so um I think it's really interesting actually that we're both like you've already come off social media this week I (laughs) have yeah and like I think it really ties into like the whole um for me like noticing more stuff that's going on in real life yeah yeah I think so I really feel like um I agree with the whole like so there's just so much happening on social media and it's constant and it's and yeah. it's so like it's not in it's not a real time do you know what I mean it's like almost yeah. timeless social and it's media. almost like, like so yeah now, and you don't see anything that goes on behind like, yeah um yeah I, I feel a lot calmer about good, it do you know what I mean like, I don't feel guilty sometimes yeah I just like want to like wake up and have the bath like not do 110 <laughs> things before nine o'clock yeah I know exactly what you mean I think I've been thinking quite a lot about what you had said when we were at uni like you would was it when we were at uni or just after uni you you were reading that book about slowing down and like um like things were going slower uh in your life I think I was reading a book called um essentialism which is about doing less yeah oh it might have been that then it might have been that but um I thought it was like I think that just kind of idea of like slowing down has kind of especially since I'd started working like being like self-employed and working as an artist Mm -hmm. like like the amount of time that like goes on like admin and like emails like is wild but then it's like it's really nice that like I can also just have like phone conversations with people and that's kind of why I started this podcast because I really wanted to like like have a collection of this information because I feel like it should be shared like the like obviously like it's lovely to speak to speak to people but like I think some people have such interesting things to say and I'm like oh my god I really want to like talk about that more um and then uh like I think with social media like especially Instagram like I love Instagram because like you can get like all sorts of creative like inspiration from there but like it takes up so much of my brain time yeah this is what I was saying I was like kidding myself that I was I was like it's such good research yeah there's so many different people out there but realistically when I think about the time I spent like looking at other people's work versus the time I spent making my own work yeah it's like ridiculous and it, it's just all these little pockets of time where 
I actually could be doing nothing. Like, that's actually good. Like, yeah. Sometimes you need space for your brain to think. You really do. And and then if, if like, every moment you have free, you're on, you're scrolling for Instagram, like, how can you ever give yourself time to think? Like, yeah. Just this week, be, by not being on it, I don't know if it's, I definitely think it's related to not being on Instagram. It probably is. Um, Like, on Wednesday afternoon, I just wrote a list of like all the ideas. That oh, I actually nice. Get go get doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What I mean, and yeah. like, I was like, definitely to do with because I'm not sat consuming all these other thoughts. Like every other picture is like a, a thousand different things to think yeah. about. Yeah. Even though you don't think you're doing anything. Like I used to think that it was like like you said great research and like it's mm. it is great research. Like you can find great people on there and like it's a great tool, especially if like you're quite in like a similar situation to me where you're like in a rural county or something and um and like you're looking for the artists or like people that are working similar to you it can be really a good tool but I think that's where it like where the difference is between it being a tool and being it like being like a huge thing that you yeah. kind of lose a lot of time to and I think I think a lot of people sort of well in my in my uh, experience anyway I lost a lot of time and like creative like you say time to do nothing is really important and like I think mm. I think that sometimes get over, gets overlooked um I think like I think sometimes especially like when I'm working from home like it's really nice to just be really flexible with my time and mm-hmm. sort of instead of just sitting there for like hours straight to like get up and like stroke the dog or go in the garden and like sometimes I'll go for a walk and like the walk is like research in my mind like Mm -hmm. everything that I do I had I had to have this conversation with my parents actually like um near the start of lockdown or like sort of it's been an ongoing conversation since I left uni and um sort of trying to explain to them that like my I think my dad thought that I was going to make a thing every day and like at the end of the day there would be um a thing like a product a product and like yeah. I've been kind of like trying to like get like a different idea into their brains about like what my creative practice is because it's a creative practice rather than a um and like everything I do feeds into that practice so like me yeah. going for a walk me going and like obviously it's a bit different because we've not been able to go to like museums or stuff like that um and like obviously in Shropshire there's a lot less than in Manchester but like it's been um especially over lockdown like I really enjoyed like going for walks like and like just spending a lot of time just outside doing nothing that's like productive in that way and I think that's really important especially for like ideas to come in and like seeing different stuff like just going around looking at all the plants and going around looking at all the birds and like just being like oh my gosh this is so yummy and nutritious in my brain Mm. and just like absorbing all this information and then it, it comes together in like in your brain to like make creative ideas and I think that's been like a really valuable um thing from from this all weird weird time yeah I w- I've got really similar things like slowing down a lot uh-huh. and noticing nature um because everyone was like oh the world has stopped the world stopped but like it didn't stop no. do you know what I mean yeah what stopped was just like our root our routines yeah um but like nature still carried on. Do you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything's still growing. It's still raining. Right. It's still, oh, that gave me all like still shivers when you just said that. Every day. Yeah, it's true. Um. Yeah. I just like got lost in my own <laughs> in my own thought there. But yeah, just slowing down. But I, I, like 
as an artist, as I agree, it's not just about the thing you make. Mm -hmm. That's the again product of a really long process, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't even realize. Like I think an idea sometimes starts years before years before you even realize it. Um, and especially like with bigger ideas that are different. When as you grow older, your ideas change, and like what you believe in, like changes as well. Yeah. And sometimes it takes yourself time to comprehend what you're even thinking. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. only when you look back, like, oh, yeah, this is when I started to notice that thing. <laughs> um, like, I've got a, I think it's taken me a while since finishing uni to get back into, like, the idea of having uh, projects again. Yeah. Like, because I've been very focused on, like, trying to find a job. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, the surviving side. Yeah. It's only now, like, a year down the line and a... I feel a bit more settled and it's a bit like oh right so I'm just making stuff for me now yeah that's really nice it's not an assessment criteria and actually there is there's no right or wrong yeah and that's almost kind of of overwhelming in a way at first Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially like the idea of not having like a deadline or something yeah like I've literally wrote that down like I kind of it's weird not having a deadline yeah so it's amazing but you can also set yourself deadlines yeah but again you don't need to no because it's like you're saying like your dad was expecting something at the end of every day yeah. um, this time last year my dad was like right so you can set up a market stall and you can sell prints and you can sell my parents were like that too like, I don't want to do that yeah but I just sounded like I was being like a, a strappy teenager yeah and like like it's 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 a lot of like money investment as well like prints cost so much money to like make or like to invest in and like market stores cost a lot of money to rent or like it and like until sort of like you've got like a a base of people that like maybe would be interested in buying your work it might not be sort of immediately very profitable especially like given the covid situation like and like it might even be better to sell stuff online and then like it's such a weird situation because i really want to start making like prints and stuff and I, I have thought about it but and then I've just kind of like like it it takes a lot of my brain energy to like get sort of that stuff and I don't know like I definitely want to and it's like it's definitely a thing that I want to start making and um I, I made think the best thing on. to do is wait until you've got some work and you're like this is a body of work that yeah to yeah so I was doing it like the opposite way and it was just felt really stressful and yeah I, but I'm glad I did it because I'm like that's not what I want to do. Good. <laughs> Just good. sometimes you have to do something to be like, no, I don't want to do that, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, and like I um. Like, I was just thinking during the lockdown or, like, sort of as a, like, kind of goal because I've been writing a lot of poems, a lot more poems than I was before and, like, um, I've been thinking that I want to make, like, a like a zine or, like, a... I don't know what they call them. Is it a pamphlet? Like, a, a little... Uh, I think there's like a, there's like a, yeah, yeah, there's like a, I think there's a little name for little books, poems, I can't remember, um, but, I know what, I think I know what, yeah, um, like, I think I've been able to sort of, like, I made this, uh, zine that was inspired by a walk, I don't know if I sent it to you, as, um, about the Stiper Stones, which is a, uh, landmark in Shropshire it's like all these rocks on the hill um it's really really lovely and like really magical and I made a zine like a mini zine inspired by that and uh, like 
I've put it on my website so people can like download it if they want it and print it off it themselves. And like, I think it's just, it's really like, it was just a really nice thing to like make something online, like not online, but like digitally and then make it physically as well. And like, especially cause it's inspired by like a place and a poem, like it was really cool. And it's actually, um, there's um, a project in Shropshire that's like, it's called Stepping Stones. That's like about connecting the, the, the sort the diaper stones which is on one hill and the long mind which is on another and I've like um sort of wanting to volunteer I wanted to volunteer anyway and I contacted them because I like I saw that it was kind of local um and it's about like restoring like sections it was on country file actually um a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah it was really uh, it was really nice to see that um and like they're kind of like making stepping stones for wildlife so they're like re um like restoring like verges and like um uh hedges and um mm-hmm. there's like a farmer that was on country file who's talking about how he's making his farm organic and like he's got all this like and they they do like um they they work with these people or like they collaborate with these people called uh caring for god's acre which like they they look after like the wildflowers in the in the what they call graveyards and like it all sounds like because i wanted to do something practical to like because like especially because of like climate crisis and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like it's all well and good for me to like get stressed about like reading like articles online and then I was like mm-hmm. what can I do practically in my everyday world that I can like affect a change even if it's a small change and I think that's been really like a big thing for me like how can I how can I make a, a like a like a glacial change if that makes sense doing stuff at like a glacial pace and kind of like instead of it being like an urgent must respond yeah. to something now and like because I'm really prone to like burning out really hard like I will like put lots of energy into something and then I just like get completely frazzled and I can't I'm no good to anybody so like mm-hmm. as a sort of like way of self-care for myself but also like making it more sustainable in like my long term I'm like how can I how can I make a change in my physical world that's like that I can what's the word uh like make it last a long time it's, yeah, it, oh, so I've been reading this book this week called The Path, and it's about, um, it's looking at Chinese philosophers, yeah. great Chinese philosophers, and how we can look at what they teach and try and bring it into our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, I mean, I've only just started it, so I can't give you a no, that's okay. one of those books, you know, and you start reading it, and you're like, oh my God, yes, yes this yeah. is great, this is what I'm this is what I've been thinking about and one of the things is um this I can't even pronounce his name Confuc I'm gonna not say it is it Confucius yeah yeah so he's he was all about like you can't start asking big philosophical questions what you have to ask yourself is how do you live your life I don't know if you can hear that (laughs) yeah I can hear that (laughs) dad has the doors connected to this weird (laughs) Things. so like when you open the door it sounds like there's dogs anyway <laughs> so it's not it's even dogs fun. or is fake it like dogs. oh my god fake dogs oh that's funny so it's just safe someone like tried to rob mm. the house or... that's a good idea um, <laughs> yeah so he instead of saying like, he says instead of asking like big philosophical questions you have to always start with how are you living your life on a daily basis i love that and like everything starts with the, t- the smallest things Wow, I love that. That's really um, important. Yeah, I read this this week and I was like, I need to talk to everyone about this. <laughs> oh, brilliant. It's literally like everything that we're saying. So, yeah. like, even from 
like me saying like oh don't wake up and go straight on your phone mm-hmm. like how every time every every single thing that you do has some kind of knock-on effect yeah like even if it's like right I'm going to stop using cow's milk and start like oat milk like yeah everything yeah starts with the tiniest thing yeah um all the all the tiny things that we slowly start to change mm-hmm. slowly link up together to make a bigger thing mm-hmm. no I and think that's really important sorry Karen. Yeah. that's just what cause I, I was just writing this down in terms of thinking like how like, I practice as an artist yeah because like sometimes I'm like oh I'm not an artist but it's like every single tiny thing that we do yeah builds into who you are as a person which builds into like who you are as an artist and a, that 100% you know, like, yeah definitely so even when I don't like as you say you go for a walk sometimes I'm like oh I've not made any art for a while but actually it's like all the things I'll be doing even if it's not artistic yeah still influence me like if it's just like oh I'm just gonna start going for a run again yeah like that helps clear my mind which yeah means like later on in the week I sit down and I'm more refreshed and I, I want to like read something which then will affect like in turn you know help me think of a new idea brilliant that's really really awesome and like sometimes like if you go for a run or you go for a walk and like you go outside like even just like going in the garden for like like obviously I'm really lucky in that I have access to like a nice garden and like it's really nice to just sort of like sit on the patio like I just sit on the step Mm -hmm. and I'm just like watching the birds like um that's like my favorite thing that I really missed about being in Manchester like I loved being in Manchester and like it's kind of like I, I I made like a little sort of kind of relationship with the the magpies that lived outside um and like it was really nice because I was sat on my bed the other day just like um I can't even what I was doing I was writing my notebook and then I just saw these magpies on the roof um over the road and I was like they're here <laughs> um and like there was like two magpies on the roof and then there was like they're so loud as well like they just like they chat so oh, much yeah, and like um, there was two other magpies, and like they seemed to all be getting on, and then all of a sudden there was a massive fight, and it was like there was such drama, like that I wrote it down, like because there was just there was just so much, and it's just like I think like like especially sort of observing these kind of like little exchanges of like weirdness or like wildness in like your everyday is like is really important, like because even in like the city, um, like there's so much nature and like wildlife that like is just there that kind of goes overlooked so like all like the dandelions that are growing up through the cracks and like yeah. like all the like the the insects that get stuck on the bus or something like that like <laughs> it's always my interesting got stuck on the tram the oh my god I always think that like um like one time I was on the way back from South Wales and there was like a a bee on the bus uh, not the bus the train um and it was I think it was a carpenter bee so it was like a black bumblebee um and like I was like oh my god I do not want to be in a train where people start panicking and like hitting bees and stuff and I was just like how can I make this not happen (laughs) and I just like I had like a, a Tupperware box that I just had like my lunch in and um I sat next to these two girls who just like probably thought I was a bit weird anyway and then all of a sudden I just was like can I just get out and just like climb on your chair so I can get that bee so I can lay outside (laughs) and it was just like it was just like I felt a bit like I was kind of doing like a public surface but also like for the bee I was like oh my god he's gonna be (laughs) so confused when he gets out of the train like where the fuck am I (laughs) and I just that's what I always think (laughs) 
<laughs> like it's a fly in the car and he ends up going on a journey to like somewhere else and like it's gonna be so confusing in Manchester ending in Cornwall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine that though especially like a bee if like he's got a hive or something like he's gonna find yeah. his way back to his hive and like this is completely different as well. The UK's got different climates going on as well. Yeah, so. especially in the north the, and the south. The idea, no, it's all right. Especially in the north. The and, sorry. <laughs> go on. Go. I said especially in like the north and the south. Like it's such mm. different, different like temperature and stuff. Go on. Um, this whole idea of like nature mm-hmm. and what you were talking about is what I was thinking about in lockdown. How like. We were like the world stopped, but it hasn't. And like all these, bird, but the birds still do everything. Yeah. And it's because we tend like I thinking about how we look through everything through like a human perspective. Mm. Mm. And like we always think we're kind of the ones in control, mm-hmm. but we're, we're really not. Yeah, and um, I'm just writing this down because uh, something that I want to mention about that. Um, like like you said that the world stopped and like like literally everything continued obviously like other people had like different experiences but like for me like the sort of like urgency and like the the connection to like other people even like in like a weird like in a way in a really weird way like I just um like I I completely forgot that I had an email even though like that wasn't connected to like like that wasn't affected by the lockdown because like obviously it was an email um but like I, I just didn't check my email for like three weeks and I was like it didn't matter and um it was quite nice like um and obviously I'm in I'm in such a lucky position that like I live with my parents so like it's kind of I don't have to like financially rely on like my email and stuff like like that I'm sort of still working on stuff but like 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 you said like the world didn't stop it was just the human world that stopped and like um and like everything like started to well everything was continuing like coming into like flower and like uh yeah. the birds were coming out and started singing again and like um and like it was really nice like people were noticing the the nature it, I think it came at a really nice time in the year as well like if it had come I think in yeah. September I it might have been a different time cool. yeah and like because we were so lucky with the weather as well like um like all these like flowers that were just like coming out of nowhere like I, I imagine for people who kind of didn't have as much time or like had more time during lockdown to like go out and stuff it must have been so nice to sort of like watch all this like nature just come out of nowhere and like people were saying about birds they hadn't heard in years and like I thought that was really cool like um I went for a walk and like we heard a cuckoo and like I've never heard a cuckoo before um or like in ages but like um and it's really nice because like there's there's a dual carriageway quite near our house and like the road noise just completely stopped and like it was so nice and like peaceful yeah, I remember from the where the house I was living in lockdown, I could suddenly hear the tram, which I've never <laughs> heard before. Like, it doesn't sound like obviously that's not nature, but yeah. like, wow, the soundscape has changed. <laughs> um, that's really interesting. But I, because I had like, I thought I was really lucky because I lived in a terraced house. Yeah. And so I had a little courtyard because I thought, God, compared to people who live in a flat without yeah, a balcony. Yeah, yeah. Like, one of my friends did have a Oh, that must have been so flat, hard. She didn't even have a balcony. And, and all she had was a window. She, kept, she said she kept just, like, sticking her head out the window. Aww. So I Aww. felt so lucky to have this tiny garden. Yeah. And I think I really, like, to me, that was a massive space. Yeah. Um, And I started growing during lockdown. And 
that really that's what made me think about a lot like you know things are still happening yeah yeah and yeah like I was just like every time a seed would would germinate I'm like ah my god like I still like I'm thinking about it now how something like a tiny seed can grow into you know practically anything yeah how it comes from nothing and it that's for me like that's this is what I wrote down in terms of thinking about like mystery and magic Mm -hmm. like how does that happen do you know what I mean like how can you put a seed in in some soil and (laughs) and this thing grows Mm -hmm. but obviously I understand the science yeah it's still magic isn't it how yeah it's still magic and like I think as well like that kind of like time of like underground growth like the sort of before the seed comes up to the surface is like is such an important time because it's growing its roots and it's growing it's like it's establishing itself in the ground before it comes up to the surface and I think that like that time of like sometimes often invisible growth like um in ourselves is like really overlooked and like it's really important to sort of like remember that a lot of like root work has to sort of like yeah. happen before sometimes a big uh like sort of upward growth happens like I um I listened to a podcast um called Tarot for the Wild Soul um by Lindsay Mack and she like talks about like rooting down before we can like expand upwards and like it's not it's not like my idea like I've like she talks about that a lot on there and it's really really no cool yeah no I know but like I'd wanted to like credit her because like I I like she's been so like no, no, invaluable throughout lockdown especially um sort of like working through the the seasons like the um so at the start of the year in like Aries season we were like in in the emperor card which like that's kind of what she talked about it was like how can how can we take up our like birthright of space um I like um expand outwards but like inside how can we be how can we be the emperor but inside because like a lot of people look at the emperor as like a an external person but like she was like how can this be inside you um and how can you like how can you take up root uh, like up space like a mountain like a redwood tree um but but like indoors like how does that how does that work and like I think um she really like was talking about like rooting down I think part of like my process of sort of like grounding myself in my my like landscape and like the space around me was like really really important and it's actually really benefited my art practice further down the line like because I'm making like I've put in like an application for um this project um and like sort of I was kind of using all the stuff that I'd learned over lockdown and like of like basing myself in the landscape and I think that kind of stuff is is really underappreciated sometimes especially when in capitalism we're kind of encouraged like do stuff in as little time as possible to have sort of like obviously it's a luxury to have lots of time but like taking time to sort of like develop the roots before you grow upwards is like really really important yeah it's such a um good visual like yes yeah thing to like understand that like we were saying about how all of the every little thing we do builds the bigger picture Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm I love that. I can think about that now. Like oh. you, you plant your seed, and then you have to wait for the roots yeah. to grow before you can. Like you have your first initial idea, and then you have to do all the all your thinking about yeah. it, and all the research, and finding out what isn't your idea as much as what it is yeah. 
before you can have the thing at the end mm-hmm. which is what most people just see like the flower at the end yeah right? yeah and like I think as well like yeah exactly and like it's like your fake dogs again <laughs> it's all right someone posted it like that's so funny I love that you've got fake dogs like I've got a real dog but she can't hear anything anymore so she just like barks randomly and like doesn't bark when people come to the house anymore so like I know it's bless her um what you were saying about more than oh no I wrote this down but like you said about it being from like like the world stopping from like a human perspective and like I was thinking about like more than human perspectives because um I listened to this podcast um how to survive the end of the world a lovely great podcast um I will put all these in like the show notes um yeah yeah and um they had a they had an interview with these two people um called So and Panar from um their their organization is called Queer Nature and they were talking about like um it's kind of like a like a wild craft uh adventure not adventure but like um survival skills um for like queer people and and like people that aren't often included in like survival uh rhetoric and that kind of stuff and um they were talking about like more than human perspectives of like um in sort of like the traditional sense of survival it's very much humans against nature but like they were talking about how how can we like collaborate or like work with nature to sort of and like also embrace like the sort of your sort of like instinctual like natural side like how can you trust yourself and your body to like um to like know what is the best for you or something like I can't really remember but like they said about more than human perspectives and I thought that was really like really interesting and like they um are both people of color I think and they were talking of like their ancestral heritage and like how um I can't remember what I was gonna say now something about like um their connection to like sheep because they both had like herding um ancestors and not herding but like uh like shepherding ancestors and they both worked with sheep in their lifetimes and like I thought that like they were like they had like a really interesting perspective is but that they considered um sheep as like having a really uh like because sheep are often like like sort of dismissed as being quite like stupid or like um but like I think they have like animals have like so much like wisdom that we can like learn from yeah it's just because we always think you know, like, you'll go, oh, we've taught a, a monkey how to paint. We've yeah. Cats can do this. And it's like, we're just trying to assign human, like, characteristics. Mm-hmm. And, like, values. And yeah. Just see different. It's just different. Like, um, yeah. I always find it interesting, this idea that we think humans are, like, apart from a difference to nature. Yeah. Like, we're we're yeah. actually still, I was, I was uh, listening to a, a Buddhism talk. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember what it was on, but there was just a line in it, and it was like, "We are not apart from nature; we are a part of it." And I was like, "I love that." Yes, it's just so. It's so true. true. Like I was thinking about that over lockdown as well. Like, um, like I've got like so many ideas like coming from this. I've just like written them down before I forget. Um, but like the idea that like we only kind of value things that that speak in like our language that we can understand, mm-hmm. and I think that like there's so many, um, like ways that nature communicates with itself and like each other like as something that really like I love is that like birds that flock together excuse me um like especially in the winter like um long-tailed tits and blue tits and gray tits and cold tits will all like fly together and they'll all like 
become like one flock instead mm-hmm. of like going separately, which I thought was really nice. And um, they uh, they have like a, a companion call, so they find out where the rest of their friends are or like their people and their their birds in their group, and they're just like they like peep to each other. Like I I saw them flying over me in like in winter when I was walking the dog and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's so lovely. And they were like they make all these little like peeping noises, and it's because they're like they know where each other are just from the sound which I think is really interesting um and also trees communicate with each other like um so (laughs) no it's okay I really I don't even know how you can still hear it because the doors are closed (laughs) I really like that there's like um like something that I think in Tarot for the World Soul like she used to live in New York and um like every time like a siren went past she was like like she used to be quite um like frustrated by the noise I think Mm. and then she was like actually no I think it's like um maybe like I don't know like ancestors or like spirit was like saying that this is a really important thing that you're talking about and like um it's like them communicating with like like a in a real world way which I think is really cool um so maybe you've maybe you've got dogs communicating (laughs) Oh no, that is. I'm just recording a podcast. Um, yeah, maybe, or maybe she's my sister coming. You but never I know. Really liked, I, I was really into what you're about to say. About um, about trees. Yeah. Um, I was. So two things. I think they communicate. One with like releasing chemicals and and like hormones, maybe from their leaves, but also they they are connected like different tree species as well are connected underground through like not just through their roots but they like they have like a fungus network that like um I think the fungus feeds on sugars secreted by the roots and like the the they share like resources along the network of fungus it's called a mycelium I think and like and like that's why like um like woodland and like ancient soil is like really really important because uh, don't get me started on hs2 and like the destruction of the ancient woodlands because that makes me so cross um but like also pointless because trains to london are quick enough yeah and like also (laughs) given the situation of like the pandemic like are people even going to go to london to work anymore anyway um i I, yeah I, i think that's a whole other conversation and it makes me furious um just all of it just is just ridiculous especially the amount of money that's being spent on it um like i was reading a book called the overstory um which is about it's a it's the first fiction book that i've read in like years and it's been really nice to read a fiction book and get like really sucked into it and it's like it had all these separate stories that were about like different characters that were all connected somehow to trees and I haven't finished reading it but like I think um the stories they kind of all come together and they're associated through this like I think they have to like save um this group of ancient trees and it's so interesting like because one of the characters is a scientist and she's always done research um and like she was talk she was discovering how the trees communicate with each other and I like it was really like I think it is based in like real world research that like um like my mum told me about this a while ago and like I not actually, I think I'd heard of it but like not actually heard of it and then like trees communicate with each other in like and I think that like the value of like other like n- more than human or like non-human um perspectives is like 
really overlooked in our society and like I think oh, definitely. I think especially with climate change like and climate crisis that like uh we're gonna have to start taking other more than human perspectives into consideration and like oh I've got so many podcasts that I listen to that I like absolutely love um sorry I'm just gonna like me just talking about 100 things <laughs> um but no, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> thank you um and uh I was listening to one the other day and it was the good witches of... yeah yeah I'll put them in the notes um and I'll, I'll send you them uh it was the good witches of no not the good witches the the real witches of the end times and they were talking about they were talking about how before sort of like um sort of industrial modern age that like people like every people's everyday lives were part of like magic and mystery was part of people's everyday lives then and like they were saying that how in the future that it it might go back to that way um i can't i can't remember the point that i was going to say actually um uh, about trees yeah and like more than I've human perspective re- and I was trying to think about where I've seen it before, uh-huh. and I realised it was a meme. <laughs> it was like one of those like Facebook, or not even a meme. You know, like it's a picture. Yeah. On Facebook, like, did you know trees can communicate? And I was like, no way. <laughs> but I've never actually like researched it. But now I'm definitely going. To. I think it's but really just, interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Like, I really, I know, like I really believe in kind of the whole idea of grounding. You know, like if you've not. Mm. Actually, your feet haven't touched the ground yeah. properly for a while. Like sometimes, I just go outside. Now at my dad's house, he's got like a grass garden, and the yeah. other day, I like just stood there. And my sister was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Just grounding myself." <laughs> and I don't know whether it was like a placebo effect. Yeah. Or, like, but either way, it definitely. Felt no, I I agree, and like I've just met, when gone you're in a forest. You're always a bit like, oh. Yeah. Have you heard about that like forest bathing thing? Um, yeah, which I think it's really cool. In Japan, they have like it's really cool. Um, I haven't done like I haven't looked into that as much as I'd like to, but I I think the idea of that is really cool. Like um, I want to go back to grounding in a second, but like I um, me and my dad found out that there's like a nature reserve like down the road from our house, like in lockdown that we didn't know about. Like I walked past that way every day to school when I was at like secondary school, and um. I didn't even know that, like, if I didn't just take the turning that I took, like, if I carried on walking along the path, that there was a whole nature reserve that was just, like, full of, like, these huge ancient trees, like, right next to the, like, stream, and it's amazing. And, like, I'm so glad that I, like, found out about that place because it's just, like, it's so interesting. And, like, you can see where, like, the... In fact, we saw loads of um, birds that we'd never seen before, like, loads of, like, um, like not common bird species, so, like... Um, like a tree creeper like I'd never seen a tree creeper before I just saw one having a bath in a puddle like and I, I thought it was really cool because it's it's really nice because it's like right by a council estate and like people yeah. that live in like this like tower block look over this this nature reserve which I think is really lovely um yeah and it, like I think places like that can kind of often be overlooked because like of associations like to do with like the area but like it's really important that people have access to like local like accessible spaces like that and I think that's really really cool because like the paths are like pretty accessible somewhere like most of them um but like I think it's really important I think Manchester as a city is missing a lot of yeah like I don't know because I I can find green spaces but they're not like big pockets but it's what you make of it yeah yeah I think so 
like I did um, that like tree surveying with um, City of Trees in Salford um, when I was in my second year, like between second and third year. And um, like, it was so interesting to go around Manchester, like all those different spaces, like especially like spaces that aren't kind of visited very often. So like kind of like yeah. the, the sides of like, like the underpasses of like dual carriageways where like trees grow at the side of the, the road or like, like it's really interesting to like, there was like, there was so many like spaces that I didn't even know existed obviously because I'm not from Manchester but like mm. it was really interesting to go around with like people and like look at these spaces like what a great way to spend a summer yeah <laughs> even as you were saying like when where I live now I grew up here so part of I'm just always kind of closed off to looking because yeah just like, oh, yeah I know this so well like I don't have to think about where I'm going yeah um but next time I go for a walk I'm gonna try and go a different way oh that's really cool before. And like, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> good, good. Um, I want to go back to grounding, but I also want to say something else. So I'm just going to write that down. Um, what was I going to write down? Um, one sec. Oh, I need the toilet in a minute. Um, also, we are coming up to an hour in like eight minutes. So, like, oh shall we sort of call it a day in a little bit? Yeah, um, I'm really. If you want, I'm really happy to do another, like another. Like we could have another. Yeah, I'd I'd love eat. that too. I think that'd be really cool. I definitely cool. feel like I've not even I've said a fraction of. Yeah. What I was yeah, say, I think I think so. It's so kind of like, nice to just have a, a chat. It is nice to have a chat. It is nice to have a chat, and I, I'm definitely happy to have a part two. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Um, right. First of all, grounding. grounding. Um, I, I also was looking into this over lockdown which I thought was really interesting because like um kind of with sort of having better boundaries with my phone I'd also noticed that like I kind of sometimes get full of like kind of like jittery energy and like mm. and I don't know how to like get rid of it um and like sometimes I have it before bed and I can't sleep very well and I I kind of did some like looking into things because I was like how can I be grounded but also be in bed at the same time and like because because sometimes you can go outside and it's great but like if you've got like rubber shoes on like you're like insulating your feet from like the floor like obviously not rubber shoes but like rubber soled shoes um but like I was thinking that like number one because people have like slept on the earth since like the beginning of time or whenever mm -hmm. and like so have like dogs and stuff and I think that's really interesting because obviously like dogs don't wear shoes but like like if they're sleeping inside like on carpet or like on uh like beds and stuff like they're not going to have the same connection to the earth that they maybe they used to which I think is like an interesting um like just an con interesting connection yeah I we always sleep on beds now don't we but yeah I always feel like when I've been camping like I feel really refreshed <laughs> that's nice you know, and like, like yeah especially if you wake up in the morning moan about like oh yeah I like waking up and like there being dew and like stuff is yeah. damp I like that and like um that was actually one of, I looked at this like um this art a journal article I think it was or like a piece of research that had like looked into like the the actual scientific basis behind this and it was like movement of electrons um that like is like just generated in the human body with like in the day um just by like just everyday processes of bodies mm -hmm. and then like how sort of humans would have obviously slept sort of like on either like animal skins and like it would have the dampness of the ground would have allowed them to sort of like 
transfer the electrons back to the earth and like it as it is actually like there is like some kind of I don't know if it's like legit science or like um like I can put a link to it in like the show notes oh yeah I'll um, definitely look. and you know what it's kind of it's not like well, I feel like nowadays everyone has to be proven yeah and oh here's this scientific proof but <laughs> sometimes it's just like well, that kind of just makes sense yeah I don't know. yeah no and in fact in the podcast that I was listening to the other day um this guy hang on let me just find the quote in my book he ryan singer on the real witches of the end times he said you don't use physics to measure poetry um because he i know and he's um he was talking about because he's like a paranormal investigator and he was like it's part of the phenomenon that like digital like recording devices will always malfunction at the time Mm -hmm. that you need them the most and like he was like we don't like there's people that don't believe in that kind of stuff and like um how uh how uh say um, yeah like how you you sort of just have to like um I can't remember the word but like kind of just trust in these things and like people that yeah. kind of have these experiences to believe them because like or like obviously you don't have to believe them but um yeah. to like consider that it might be true and you don't have to prove that it was true yeah and um it's... go on I was like kind of making me think about like you know the idea of like looking be- trying to think beyond just like the human experience yeah yeah and like, like also just thinking just beyond like the, the like everyday like like physical experience and like yeah. especially like with like dreams and imagination and like that kind of stuff like like for me like my um sort of like connection to like spirit and the universe and like my ancestors is part of my imagination and like mm-hmm. um and like it's Definitely. been yeah and like kids have this like natural connection to like their imagination and like as we grow up we sort of like learn to sort of we kind of learn that our imagination isn't actually as important as like mm. real life stuff and I think that's like it's a really I think artists well, are like told yeah, yeah yeah and like artists are kind of like I in my mind are like people that sort of have held on to that and um yeah. and sort of not let it go um and I think obviously like that's different for everybody but like in my experience like I kind of I try to embrace my like weird like imagination and like my weird like creativeness and like I just go with it um before I forget about grounding I attached a piece of copper wire to my radiator pipe because like radiators I think are grounded um like they have like an earth connection um so stop people getting electrocuted and then I put like a piece of copper pipe on my bedside table so like in the night that I can I can just hold on to this like piece of copper and it's like like I can just get rid of any like excess like jittery energy yeah and like it really I I don't know if it's a placebo or if it's real or what but like I really like it just helps me like calm down and like I literally fall asleep straight away because like sometimes I lie there and I'm like like even if I like try and be as relaxed as possible like I always like drink chamomile tea before bed and stuff but like this has really really helped and like I think it is to do with that like grounding um and there was something else that I was going to say but I can't remember what it was I think it was to do with um like um it was something to do with like public footpaths and like the public footpaths that I was going along in um lockdown I was like exploring different public footpaths and like it's really interesting because public footpaths are like um a public 
right of way that like we have this access to this space and like by like common it's kind of like a common ground that we can kind of walk along but those places those paths are only there because all of these people in the past have walked along them and they became like this like this like used track but like I, I love that like the idea of like the like energy and the residue of like people in the past has kind of affected what like the places that we can walk along today which I think is really cool um and like I just I was just thinking about that during lockdown because I did a lot of walking which is like like considering last year like I could barely walk very well because my knees were so painful all the time like I'm so glad that I was able to like go for walks and stuff and like my body has got so much stronger and it's been like it's been such a a lovely process and like I've noticed since yeah sorry what are you say? I just it's weird because sometimes like the more you do probably from doing little walks mm-hmm. you can now do more mm. in a way like yeah. I just think that says a lot about just just walking is a really great thing it is. Like, we always put so much focus on to you know like either doing crazy sports or whatever but <laughs> I just think like walk if you just walk every day yeah it's so good for you yeah it is and like um and like even if you don't walk very far, like, sometimes I just, like, like I said, like, I go into the garden, and, like, just being outside, and, like, taking, like, five minutes to just, like, just take, like, go to a different perspective, and, like, have a look, mm-hmm. like, I was sort of, like, there's a, I'm really lucky, because there's, like, a field right behind my house of, like, crops, so, like, there's, like, I noticed that, like, a lot more people were walking around the edges of the fields, like, like, past our garden, um, during lockdown, and, like, it was really really nice to hear all these people just walking past that like don't wouldn't have walked past any other time and like it's kind of nice because like if I walk around the edge of the field like I always make sure to walk around the edge um but like there's this lady that whose house I walk past every day when I walk the dog on the road and she doesn't often see me because of the way that her sort of chair is angled because she's she's quite an old lady mm-hmm. um and she in the morning if I go for a walk in the morning and I walk that way then she is usually in her porch at her back of the house and like or in her kitchen and she'll come out and have a chat with me and I think it's yeah it's really nice because like um I was a bit worried about her during lockdown because she like is quite elderly um and she didn't go out on her mobility scooter and like she has really bad asthma and um I did a bit of shopping for her at the start of lockdown um and like there's been like a really really cool response from the village that like people have like really been keen to like help people in lockdown which has been like so lovely um and genuine human connection yeah yeah as opposed to like these like kind of going back to social media like real real connections like sometimes take time to build up yeah and um like I sent like a, a letter to there's quite a lot of old people on my road and like I sent a letter to them all being like if you need anything like I can't do like loads of stuff because I haven't got a car but like if you need like just want to have a phone call or something and like yeah. have a chat like I'm absolutely happy That's to do that nice. and like yeah and it was really sweet because some of them like rung me up and were like thank you so much like this is this has been really really lovely because like oh. it's been really like a, such a huge anxiety to like be told like it must be so like stressful to be just told that like you have to stay in your house for like you can't go out yeah um and I really bonded with my next door neighbor because she couldn't Aww. go out at all yeah she's like got health conditions and so we just even though I'd lived in the house for two years we spoke more oh that's really that. nice and we like spoke to each other like over the garden oh that's and, like, so nice windows oh when I moved out a few weeks ago like we couldn't even we still couldn't hug each other oh back. that's so sad and we both just like cried on oh. the doorstep <laughs> I was 
like it's sad but it was also really beautiful you know mm-hmm. like, I don't mm-hmm. know if we would have ever got that relationship yeah. if it hadn't have been for lockdown yeah. so it was really like can't remember the word now but that's really really nice though it was just so nice yeah oh that's really lovely um you know when everyone was right drawing rainbows yeah in the putting the windows i could i overheard her go oh i would really like to make a rainbow but i don't have any art materials obviously i've got loads yeah yeah oh that's really sweet it was just a tiny thing yeah but it it, she was a really nice thing and then the next day i saw a rainbow in the window just and then that's when they kind of the relationship really oh. Yeah. oh that's really lovely all these little friendships like that like maybe i've never noticed before lockdown yeah yeah I've re- or, not, or i've taken for granted mm-hmm. but during lockdown like, it was really a really nice oh thing to have there yeah because it was like a real person as well yeah because you know, we weren't going out and all we did Every communication was mainly like over the internet yeah. or technology. Yeah. We kind of really clung to anything that mm-hmm. was like a genuine mm-hmm. interaction. And um like all right. Carry on, sorry. Oh, that's oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um like I um because I walk the dog up and down the road, like she can't walk very far, but like like the kind of the way that I do walk, um, like I walk up one way and I walk back the other way, um, like on the side of the road. And it's been really nice because like the people that I have um sort of like even though I kind of like knew people like vaguely before like um also something that was like a bit uh weird for me because like I have obviously not obviously to you but like to the people listening I have a shaved head so like in the winter I had a hat on and then I was like what like people that I wave to and stuff are they gonna be the same response when I haven't got my hat on like um like because I live in like it's quite like a it's not super rural but it's in a rural county and like I think some people's like attitudes can be a little bit like uh conservative in that way and like um like because for me I look quite like visibly queer I think sometimes and like well quite often all the time um and like I was kind of like all these old people that like have sort of got to know me are they gonna respond differently to me when they can see that I don't look how maybe they thought I'd look or um because like I obviously just moved back from Manchester last year um and so like a lot of them hadn't really seen me in the summer um because I've been in South Wales and um are these people that have known you like growing up uh I don't know like they would have known me before but like I had longer hair before like so like they might not recognize me or like because I hadn't been there recently, like quite a few people had like maybe moved or like new people or like maybe wouldn't remember me from before. Um, Cause I've kind of like, before I went to Manchester, I was kind of like about like kind of going, I did try to do a, a degree in London and then that didn't work out. So like I'd kind of been like around like places and like, because the dog was younger then I could walk her in the field still. And like, mm. so like, it was kind of interesting because like all these people that like I kind of, it was kind of like I was used like, like the dog was kind of like a method of like making a community which was really interesting because they all love her and like she has like such a huge like fan base on the road which I think is really cute and like people like how is she doing how is she doing she's going she's looking very happy today or she's like she's going really slow today like they're always like it's all these really cute comments that like all these people like there's like a certain lady that like absolutely loves her and like will always come out and stroke her which I think is really cute and it's kind of nice that she's like she gets this attention because like she kind of spends a lot of time like sleeping because she's quite old and um she's like 15 so she's really getting on 
Um, yeah, and like, <laughs> it's really funny because like some of them will make comments be like, the way that she like leaps <laughs> over the curb and like for no reason is so funny. And I'm like, I know I have no idea why she does it, but she like leaps into the air when we cross the road. Um, oh, and like, it's <laughs> and the other day my mum went past me on a bike and like the dog was like, is that mum? And then just like legged it down the road after. And I was like, oh God, I had to like run. Yeah, like she just stood there, like watching my mum go up around the corner, like, and like then just absolutely legged it. And she's like, I don't put her on the lead anymore because like she's really like slow. Um, and she just like, I didn't realize she could run that fast. And I was like, all these people that like know me from like walking the dog just like see me run up the road, like legging after the dog, like must have been thought it was so funny. Um, but it's just, it's quite nice because like um, I went for like a, a socially distanced walk with my friend and um we walked up the road and I was like waving and like saying hello to all these like people on the road. She's like, do you know everyone on this road? And I was like, kind of. And it's it's really nice. And like, it's been really nice because I know that there was um a lady that was two women, actually, their dogs died just as lockdown started, which is really sad. And um, they've both, um one of them's adopted another dog from a rescue centre and one of them um unfortunately another old man over the road died um because he fell down the stairs which is really sad but um but she adopted his dog because um her his dog was like a um a king Charles spaniel and her old dog was a king Charles spaniel so it was quite it was quite nice and um and it's really nice because like it's been quite like because i knew that lady was quite poorly like during the start of lockdown and like i was a bit worried about her because like i hadn't seen her curtains or a bin like I hadn't seen her curtains open or like had been been put out for a while. And I was oh, like, oh yeah. my god, what if she's died oh, in the house? That? Um, it's a little everyday thing. That yeah, yeah, you, isn't it? Like, yeah, and like right, and like stuff that like only you would know if you walk past every day, kind of mm -hmm. thing. And um, it's been really nice because I've seen her like out walking this this little dog, and it's like Gina's. Every time we walk past, like Gina like pops her head over the gate. She's like, is Sophie oh, there? Oh, <laughs> it's really cute. Gina. Yeah, she's called Gina. Should we, should we share her name? Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah, because you're called Georgina. Well, Georgina. Yeah, I, for I, I forget Gina, that you're called Gina. One of the chefs at my work always calls me Gina. <laughs> That's really interesting. Because like, it's, I don't know, like Dogs Trust gave her that name, so like, um, she like spent ages at Dogs Trust because she had like, um, a bit of a, uh, she had like, puppies that they didn't realize she was pregnant and she had puppies oh. and then, she had like. Um, like she got a really bad infection and like unfortunately all the puppies died which was really sad oh, really yeah it's really sad and then um, she had like loads of fits and like she lost like they think she got brain damage and like she lost like her sight and her hearing and it came back in one of her eyes like the other one's not so it's never been so great um, I think that's why she jumps over the curb because she can't judge a distance just, yeah. yeah oh my god I feel like Jean is like my spirit dog oh I do you that's really interesting <laughs> oh my gosh oh and she's i don't know like very nice to talk to and you're also nice to talk to so like that's yeah. there we go more connections <laughs> um but like she's always a bit of a, a, a special dog but she's really lovely i can't remember where i was going with this oh yeah that's why she's called gina because um yeah <laughs> there's the dog's bark here go um yeah so much to think about. I know. Uh, there's something I was going to say before. Mm. Quickly, because I've just written it down, so if I don't say it out loud, I'll get annoyed with myself. <laughs> um, about, you know, um, when we're younger, we're, like, more intu like, intuitive, and we, like, just ask questions about mm -hmm. everything. 
and like as we get older we kind of lose that but yeah. as an artist you keep it yeah and I was writing something recently about um art and well-being and kind of finding the link between creativity and mindfulness and how they're all kind of linked and yeah uh, when when you an artist is like just simply someone who notices something that other people haven't yeah I really like that and like it's not actually complicated really yeah and like and everyone will have their own practice like everyone sees things differently and like you know yeah if you see a painter who has a really particular style that's because you pay attention to that really particular mm-hmm, style mm-hmm. and like how I, I how I think I work is I'll have a I'll notice something that makes me think oh I've never thought about it like that yeah before. and then just keep on pushing that idea yeah, but yeah like that was it really no, that's really interesting <laughs> that's really interesting and like um and stuff like um like I think creativity especially during lockdown like really like for you to notice like that your neighbor said that she didn't have any like creative supplies and then you just like gave her some like I think that's kind of like connected to like sometimes like that kind of stuff kind of gets overlooked and I think like um and like I can't really remember but like the way that people were like sharing like visually like like in like banners and like um and like signs on the window and like I think that kind of stuff like is like is kind of like a creative response to like a situation is like I think it's like a way that that isn't often appreciated but like I think um I I remember a quote a quote from ages ago but like I can't remember who said it and it was like um it was something to do with like how a society like the sort of like the the value of a society is like shown in how they treat their artists which I think is really interesting and I can't remember exactly the quote um but it I'll have to try and have a look for it but um it was it was I've just heard that before yeah well. it made me think about like how sort of like artists and like especially people that are like freelance and like not sort of in a traditional mode of employment um are like supported in our society and I think especially because like the way that that freelance people especially didn't get a lot of support from like the government yeah. at the start like with like furlough and stuff like I know that was a big a big uh thing that a lot of people are talking about and like it it's really like I think it shows especially when like when creativity is cut from like it's like the first thing that was cut during like austerity obviously it wasn't the first yeah. thing but like how sort of like it was a big thing yeah and like in schools that like kids aren't taught to think in like a creative like out of the box kind of way they're just taught to like um like how to respond to exam questions which like mm-hmm. it's really like sad and frustrating and like um there's something that I wanted to say about like um asking questions oh it was that I um like someone who's like I don't, I've got I've got ADHD and like I'm like on the autistic spectrum so like for me I really like sometimes don't always understand the like like not don't understand but like I I don't hesitate to ask questions like where other people would be like okay I'll just sort of work on it that myself yeah like um for me like I'll just be like I won't stop asking questions until I can understand it so like especially Mm. like um when we were at uni we had like yeah and I think that like exactly like I think it's really important to ask questions especially if you don't like understand it because it might be that there's other people in the room that also don't understand it and like I'm quite okay with like just being like what does that mean I don't understand like um and also like someone I can't remember it was um told me that like a really good way to like respond to like like ignorant like points of view and like racist points of view or like homophobic points of view to be like I don't understand what do you mean like and then sort of like they have to kind of like pick it apart themselves and like they kind of like end up questioning themselves and like obviously it takes a lot of like like 
guts to do that. And I think obviously if you're depending on the situation, like it can be really quite um, challenging for yeah. the person. But like, like it, I think sometimes if you just like, why, why are you saying that? I don't understand what you mean. Like, can you explain that? And like people sort of end up like tripping up over themselves because they yeah. can't justify what they're saying. And I think yeah. that's like a really interesting way to like get people to, to question stuff. And um, I think that could be really like a useful tool because I, I was kind of like my dad was kind of coming up with like um, coming out with like son of like all lives matter kind of stuff like during black lives matter and and I was like why why is it that you think that like like obviously because I can have these conversations with my dad because like obviously I have a, a good relationship so like I understand that people like not everyone can do this um, yeah. but like I was like why do you feel that way and like and he was like talking about like um, celebrating like being white why is it that he can't celebrate being white and I'm like why um, like one, number one why would you want to celebrate being white just just out of interest like I wasn't like doing it like I didn't want to criticize him but I wanted to understand what his point of view that. yeah and I didn't want to like um, I didn't want to like shut the conversation down and like um, and he said he really really appreciated me talking to him and like he kind of he got an understanding that like actually there's a reason people celebrate being a person of color or being black and it's because of the like the um the history of persecution and the history of oppression like he didn't quite make that connection and I was like but also in our culture in like white British culture we did used to celebrate our culture and like the thing is it's not just being white like obviously white is like a huge like group of people like from all different cultures and all different backgrounds like why don't I, I suggested to him like why don't you connect to your British Celtic heritage and like yeah. explore ways that you can celebrate that in like your own personal way and like mm-hmm. and I think there's like um like if you want to speak about this in a second I'll I'll let you like I'll just feel like I love a kind of role um and he like I was like why don't you look at ways that like celebration of your culture or like of your heritage is is missing in your life and like why don't you work on that in like a as a way to bring that into your life so that you don't feel like you need to like create like sort of be like why can other people celebrate themselves when I can't like you can celebrate yourself yeah. and like just as long as like there's no racist assholes involved like it's it's all fine um and I think I think there's like a big part of that like like people I think miss that part of like connection to like a, a culture and like a um a thing that's greater than themselves and I think that's why a lot of like like obviously I'm not like saying that I know why racism exists like but I think people join in with like like that it's kind of like Britain first like mentality because they kind of they want to be connected to like something that they feel a part of and I think there's like a there used to be a lot of like folk traditions and like folk celebrations of like um culture in our society and they've they've kind of just disappeared and like obviously in different areas of the country they're celebrated in different ways but like um like I think with sort of like like I mean thinking about it the other day like we celebrate bonfire night as like a celebration but it's kind of like why don't we celebrate like um I can't remember what I was gonna say but like like bonfire night like isn't based on like a cultural heritage practice it's based on like a really weird thing like Guy Fawkes being burnt at the stake for like trying to blow up parliament like what why are we celebrating that like it's it's such a weird thing to celebrate but like why can't we celebrate like cult like stuff that's like um sort of native to our culture or like stuff like that and I think it's I think it's a really interesting conversation that like I kind of want to have that like Mm -hmm. that's carry on I was going to say, it just makes me realise how little I actually know about, like, my culture. Yeah. Um, 
and like I um I don't know an awful lot about my culture or my heritage and like um I don't think necessarily you need to have like a DNA test or like a mm. um because like it was quite interesting because like my parents both had like one of those DNA tests like uh, a couple of years ago and like it was quite oh, interesting really? yeah it was quite interesting to see from their results sort of like kind of get like an, an idea or an estimation of like my kind of heritage and like I'm very much very white and very much based yeah. in like Britain and like um northwest uh Europe and like it's really interesting because like there's a lot of like um especially because like my most recent partner um we're not together anymore but like um they were from South Wales and like it was interesting because I was like thinking of like I was like trying to learn some Welsh but like it started because I was like seeing these words and like on like signs and like um uh, like like rivers and mountains like that was really like what mm -hmm. caught my eye and I was like these words mean something to me that I can't explain through logic and like reason like these things these words have like a like an understanding that resonates with something in my body that I can't understand it was like I I didn't I couldn't remember how to speak a language that I used to speak mm -hmm. and I did a lot of um research in fact I was doing some research last year um at the archives in um my town and I was um I was looking at like the the cultural like the the names of like the towns and the places and like I think that's really really interesting but it's like it's really interesting because the language that would have been spoken in this area in um in central Britain um like Brythonic I think it's called um like it's very very like similar it's like a Celtic language similar to Welsh and similar to like like old Welsh would have been very very similar to the Brythonic and like Welsh hasn't changed in the way that English has changed um like and like Welsh is such a random um, language it is but also it isn't and like it, it makes a lot of sense when you like uh, like yeah like I think as well like it's it's such a it's such a it's like a really like ancient language and like it's really interesting that like obviously like modern Welsh is different from like ancient Celtic Welsh but it's still got a lot of lot of roots and like it was really interesting actually like um excuse me um my friend who lives in south wales he speaks welsh and i was talking to him so whilst i was making this this zine this poem about the stiper stones um like the stones are they were like sort of broken apart by a glacier so they're kind of like there's like the big stones on top of the hill but then like everywhere in the surrounding like area is just covered in like stones that are just like shattered and like broken apart and um I can find the um the sort of not, not now but like it's in another notebook um and it was really interesting because I was like I was trying to write this poem and like this word came up in my brain that like that I couldn't understand and it wasn't a word that I knew and I can't remember the word it was something like uh tyriad or something I can't remember exactly and and I just like I was just like to Sam I was just like yeah like is does this a word that like that you can sort of like describe uh, like is this a word that you recognize um in Welsh and he was like he told me that it was like so to break in Welsh I think I can't remember it exactly and I will sort of like I'll put a note in at the end of the podcast or the start of the podcast um or like add an extra bit of recording in here to like because <laughs> it's really really interesting but actually the the word was very um it was like 
he was explaining it to me in a way that said like it's not about like breaking as in like breaking physically breaking like breaking up but he was saying that like it he described it in a way that said um he said the horse breaks the land and I like like the way that the horse runs along the land oh, is a and I thought that was really really interesting because like I could just imagine like this glacier being like this like ice horse that just sort yeah. of like yeah just like breaks the land as it falls apart and I thought it was just it was so interesting that like I didn't know this word but this word has kind of came to me and like um and it actually was connected to what I was thinking about which I thought yeah, was really that, weird that's crazy yeah that's when you like everything is connected yeah exactly and <laughs> it really is and like um and he kind of said it was like in the sense that it doesn't have like a a participle in the sense that it doesn't have like a a time-based description I don't know how to like say that but like it's not like a past tense or like a present tense no, a, yeah, yeah and he said it was like it was outside of time and I thought that was really like cool that this like oh. word existed outside of time it was like a timeless horse is like just always eternally breaking the land which I thought was really weird and like interesting um and like you couldn't have even tried it I know I know I know and like um like uh um what was it uh like also the idea that that like Welsh has this this tense that isn't within time which I think is really interesting because like oh, yeah like um in that way that it's like outside of time which I think is really cool that like there's an infinite time of this horse breaking the land or whenever and like it doesn't have to be at a specific time in which I think is like it's interesting that there's a perspective that isn't just based in past present future it's like a like a non-linear present like mm. like way of speaking which I think is really cool and I think that's like something that someone who's only spoken English wouldn't understand necessarily or like wouldn't know about um but someone who speaks Welsh as like a native language like would have this perception that like maybe time exists differently to them which I think is really interesting because like time is such a a, a modern invention like obviously yeah. time is in like uh like the passing of the year exists but like like the fact that it's like a past present future like a very linear sense isn't isn't like for everybody like and yeah. it's like time was only recently invented in the idea that like they wanted to get the trains to all run on time mm -hmm. and stuff like that and I think that's like it's so interesting that like like because my brain can't get like can't get its head around like how time works that's why I'm always late for stuff and like so am I. <laughs> and I think that's really interesting I always think I have more time than I actually do mm -hmm, I always mm -hmm. think like oh this thing will just take me 10 minutes and it takes me two hours <laughs> right and like I think um, time doesn't always flow in like the same way and like mm. um and I think time can be really like really subjective and really like yeah. flexible because like when you're like at work or something like a, a six hour shift like it takes forever and like yeah. and like but like sometimes like I can just be like reading or like like researching and up six hours I've gone and I'll be like where did yeah. that time go or like if you're with your favorite person yeah exactly it's like oh I just want to be able to spend more time with them yeah or like um or like you'd like you're like oh I've only got like an hour left to talk and or something like that mm -hmm. and then it goes really quick but I think it's really really cool and really interesting that like time isn't yeah. always like consistent and I think it's I've been like exploring the idea about like time being cyclical, cyclical, mm -hmm. and like um like in Terror for the Welsh Soul, she talks about it being like spiralic, and like um and like I I'm definitely not a linear time person like and I think no. <laughs> I think it's more natural though. Like, yeah, I think, I think so. Time, as, in, as you were saying, like 
but they invent the clocks to like help the trains get mm-hmm. to places mm-hmm. and, we're, and we tend to think of time and it's more like a capitalist human yeah. view of like what time is but actually there's this whole other like worldly kind of time yeah you know like the space time and and like right it's it's oh that that's what I always think about you know when they're like oh it's so many light years away you're like but what yeah. does that actually mean <laughs> and it's also interesting that like if like it's really really like subjected to earth so like a light year if you were on pluto would be a completely different amount of time or like distance than a human like like earth light year which i think is really like like when they talk about like like that kind of stuff like space oh my god it's such a a magical like like just sort of like that's that's such a bigger thing that we can even like comprehend Mm -hmm. and like um I I think you'd really like this podcast, the um the real witches of the end times, because like, yeah, um uh, like they start they talk about all sort of like stuff that's not just based on Earth, which I think is really cool. Um and uh what was I gonna say about um like as what well yeah what is time I don't even know and also like that's what I always say to people when I'm running like yeah <laughs> I don't understand the concept it's too conceptual for me. Um, but like like before trains were invented like different cities ran at different times which i think is really like an interesting idea that like because of faster moving um vehicles that like time had to be kind of connected in different places in different ways and like um i think it was paris or something that always like ran 5 minutes behind every other place so like so that if people were late that they could like they were excused because they had an extra five minutes, which I think is really interesting that like there's like a Paris time and like a different yeah. location time. Um I always think that though you can feel that with like being in a city mm. and being in the countryside, mm. like it always feels like I think time so. is different. Like and things just go a lot slower in the countryside, but like in a nice way. Like No, I prefer it. Yeah, I prefer it too. And like I really loved living in Manchester, but like I'm really, really glad that I've been here, um, especially in the lockdown. Like, I think I would have just, like, got a bit insane. I think if I was, like, in my house, even though I love my my house and, like, I think just, like, especially not having access to anything but a concrete yard, I think it would have just made me really sad. Um, So, like, it... I think it's just made me think about, because I've lived in a city all my life, Mm. but I have this, like, feeling like I belong in the countryside. That's really interesting. Maybe it's, like, to do with, you know, my heritage. Yeah, it might be. It It might be. but also like cities didn't exist the whole time so like you might yeah you might like um you might sort of like be based in like the local area but like it might have all been countryside it might have been rural like before the industrial revolution and like the industrial revolution wasn't actually that long ago like in our in like human history like in the last 200 years like they've done like a bunch of stuff and like actually we've got thousands of years of evolution and like historical development and I've been like kind of learning about like um okay so a really good book is um Mysteries of the Dark Moon by Demetra George and I will write this down um and she talks about like how um sort of before patriarchal sort of structures that like based around the sun gods there was like um in in southern Greece there was a I don't know if it like accounts for everywhere, but like there was um, there was matriarchal tribes that like were the sort of like worship the moon goddess and like the um, the sort of like 
looked at like were really into the like cycle of the year and like the the moon cycle and like the the sort of like the life death rebirth cycle which I think is really really interesting and like this is something that keeps coming up for me in like like everywhere that I look and like it's been so interesting to like learn about the fact that that like a lot of cultures especially in the UK in like Britain that there is a lot of um like cognate so like matching um like three-headed goddesses like this is a very like thing that occurs quite a lot through lots of like different um cultures around the world around the world and like that there's like um there's like a spring goddess and like a an autumn goddess and like a um like a, a summer goddess and like and it's really interesting and like um something as well that I've really like sort of developed a connection to is like I'm a Virgo so um like for ages the idea of like a virgin or like a maiden didn't really resonate with me but like um yeah. I've been thinking about it in the idea of like um a corn goddess and like the idea that like in a lot of folklore because I listened to this podcast um that I absolutely loved it's called Bl- Blarini De- sorry Blarini Belladish and it's like an Irish folklore podcast and they were talking about like um the sort of like the corn spirit and that they'd make a corn dolly at the end of the harvest um or like the start of the harvest and like keep the corn spirit in this dolly and like keep it safe during the winter and then in the in the spring when they came to like plant the seeds that they'd bury the corn spirit back in the ground so that it grew again and I think that like that connection to the earth and the connection to the cycles of the seasons and like the the idea of like death but like not in like a that's the end of everything kind of like the idea that like death is just the next process in the circle of coming back to rebirth and like yeah it's a ritual yeah and like um also the idea that hell um not as a place but as in the person there is a goddess called hell with just one l um and she has crows or ravens that like pick apart humans when they die um and then she helps them grow up again and become like people and sends them back up to the to the earth to live again which I thought was really really interesting and like the I like just the, this kind of like cultural narrative of like oh you're like like very much like Christian based yeah that you're gonna go yeah. to hell and like that it's eternal suffering but it's actually like no hell is is a person or like a, mm. a deity that like like is helps you with your rebirth uh, which mm. I thought was really interesting I always think like I mean, not to get too much into the religion, but Christianity's only been around for, like, 2,000 years. Yeah. It's like you're saying, like, how long has humanity yeah. actually been around for? Yeah, and I was, like, like um, just... also, like, exploring, like, pre-Christian Celtic religion and, like, my mm-hmm. sort of, like, heritage in, like, um, British Celtic and, like, also, like, um, European, like, Northwestern uh, Celtic religion also quite similar. Like, there's quite a lot of, like, themes that go up and down here which I think is really interesting um and I've got oh my god this I feel like this is a whole other conversation that like I definitely would definitely want to have I I also read the toilet so um I don't know what to say much I was just like oh <laughs> oh my god yeah. it's half one or almost half one um do you want to just goes to show that we can like once you get once I get going I can just talk about anything. right right and, like, one thing leads to like 10 more ideas right this is magic in the everyday right exactly and like mystery is so like big that it also like it comes into everything it like trickles down into like everything and I think that's really like I've like really like connected with like the mystery of like the the unknown and especially like the idea like during lockdown that like 
the future was so uncertain and like what we thought might happen like is actually just thrown into the air and like actually that yeah. doesn't exist Every- yeah. uh, everything we think is gonna happen is just a construct yeah it's just like an idea and like anyway. there's like a lot of but people that yeah sorry go on. At the moment. <laughs> like in our society everything's just so like this you do this and then you go to school and then you go to college and then you go to uni then you get a job yeah and it's, it's what do you do a, after it's that just, it's just a societal construct yeah and especially like if there's no job available like yeah. to go to like where or like you don't want to go to uni or to college and like it's like obviously I think you have to stay in in college now but like until you're 18 but like what do you do after that like after we've been like like sort of put through this education system of like how to just respond to exam questions and like we don't actually learn about how to be a human and like how Mm. to think for ourselves and like explore nature or explore like um like explore ourselves and I think that's a big thing that like we don't don't get projects I'm working on at the moment actually oh brilliant one of my ideas brilliant um like thinking about what would be like an actual like radical education in 2020 oh that's really cool like right now. that's really make cool a video piece about it but i'm trying to actually ask as well like young people like what is the one thing you don't know mm-hmm. or like you're not taught in school that you you wish you could learn that's lovely so hopefully that i really like that in the oh my god maybe i can ask i'm definitely gonna pick your brains on some of yeah them. yeah mythological and oh my gosh that's so cool that's so cool because that could be like a whole new subject yeah and like I went to like a Christian school and like we had to like pray to God in assembly and like Mm. I never resonated with that at all like I was just sat there and I was like I wonder what is happening outside what's for lunch like that kind of stuff like I was never like I never felt like a connection to God and it's kind of weird that like we were kind of like forced to do that like we had no choice and it's like um and like but we don't explore like pre-christian religions Mm -hmm. that still exist in the uk or in britain currently that people still practice or like we don't look at like um folk traditions or that kind of stuff and that i did actually do like maple dancing when i was at school and i was thinking that like i was looking at the like folklore like the ideas behind that of it being like um like some people think it can be like some kind of phallic worship but i think that's a bit weird if it's like kids dancing around a maple but like um but like that like um saying that says near cast a clout till may is out um where it's like don't take off like your thick clothes until may has finished but actually doesn't refer to the month of may it can actually refer to hawthorn and um the idea that hawthorn is kind of called i think sometimes it's referred to as may or like mayflower and that like um like it's also like um, it's got a lot of like mythology and like folklore behind it, and I think that's really really interesting. It's not as literal as you. Yeah, think and I think a lot of like um like words and stuff, have kind of changed meaning. Like oh oh my god, this is I love this stuff. So like hag um is connected to the word hawthorn, and like so the haw in hawthorn is, like has a like a a root a similar root word uh to the the word hag, which I think is really cool that like the idea that like we think of a hag is like an old ugly woman or something but like yeah. it's actually like has changed like that's why that um Demetra George book um the mysteries of the dark moon has been really really interesting because it's like helped me sort of like uncover like all of these um sort of like what it would have been or what it has been or what these words 
mm. could have meant if like the idea of like I demonic feminine yeah I'll, I'll put it in the, the show notes as well and like it's really interesting how like um the like sort of femininity has been like demonized throughout history um but like I think it's because like I don't personally identify as a female like a woman like I'm non-binary mm-hmm. so like it's been really interesting exploring that sort of side of my um like what I was born the body I was born into and like um and like sort of exploring the idea that like femininity and like female practices have been like demonized because I think there's like an element of like magic and power there that like patriarchy just can't understand and like can't like it's kind of like yeah because it's unknown isn't it and like it's you like you say like that quote was that you can't like measure measure physics with uh no you don't use physics to measure poetry (laughs) which I think is really cool like like all this like this sort of like magic and intuition and uh, I could talk this I talk about for this forever um I really need the toilet though (laughs) we can do um just not right no um do you want to have another phone call like next week or something yeah, definitely. sweet yeah.